Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good for Your Soul, presented by Empowerment Ministry. You know, the Bible doesn't have to be boring or confusing and irrelevant. We welcome you to Good for Your Soul, where we bring you weekly conversations, helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. I am Raquel, and joining me today is Tanya. Welcome, Tanya. Good evening, everybody. It's good to be here. Yes. And today we are talking about it while it was still dark from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. We're so glad that you're here with us on today. Amen. And we're about to enter into our conversation. I'm very excited about it. Coming from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. It is concerning Jesus's resurrection. And in John's gospel, the key person of the spotlight is on Mary. And the other disciples are mentioned as well, but there's a lot that happens, a lot of dynamics that is happening with Mary, and we're going to explore um, that today and how it can relate to today's culture. So um, if you just follow along with me, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18 says this. Early on the first day of week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb. and The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Peter, Simon Peter, came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there. And the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled into a place by itself. And then the other disciple who reached the first tomb also went in and he saw and believed. And as far as, as far as yet, they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the, disciple, then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping and whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned to him and said, and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not ascended to my father, but go to your brothers and say to them that I am ascending to my father, your father, my God, and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. 
Thank God for his word today coming from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. You know, before we can understand the shock of the resurrection on the disciples, we have to evaluate their emotional state. Jesus had just been crucified. The death of the thieves crucified on each side must be accelerated by having their legs broken, but not Jesus. And then when a soldier pierces his side to confirm his death, water and blood flow out. The body is taken taken down and perhaps Mary, his mother, holds him just one last time before his body is carried away in the shroud to its burial place. And then the women follow and then the men put together their shoulders to the heavy stone and with all their might, they roll it into place. And where it stops, there is a clunk, the grave is shut. And with heavy hearts, the women follow the men into the city as the Sabbath falls. Saturday comes, and as the the disciples blindly go through the motions of the day, they are deeply saddened. Jesus is dead, and fear occupies their thoughts. Are they thinking of a resurrection? No. Jesus had just died a horrible death. Their dream of a glorious kingdom, a glorious king, to serve their systemic pleasures, their future is now looking grim. And that night, they cautiously bar the doors of the place that they were staying against so that the soldiers wouldn't come after them as well. I just want you to imagine that at this point, they are exhausted. They can't sleep. If they do sleep, it's restless, it's sporadic. But then early Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene, with anxiety, they, the women wake up and they go to the tomb and 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 go to the quickly um, do the burial rites that was um, reluctant when Jesus was taken off the cross, and that's when all the glory begins and faith and glory breaks loose in their lives. It's not easy, but Jesus gradually invades their faith so they can see His glory the resurrection glory of the Son of God. Retainia, um, let me ask you this question for those of you that are listening on today. What does the empty tomb represent in your life? What does the empty tomb represent in your life? What's very interesting about this narrative is how it starts early in the morning, early on Sunday morning, Mary, some of the other women, the disciples, they are anticipating to find a corpse and they are not looking for the triumph victory, the the liberation, the reconciliation of Jesus being on the cross. Do you think, Tanya, that this has any correlation to our post-resurrectional world where we we have the same mindset as Mary? There we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the question? Do you think we have the same mindset as Mary, that we are looking for a corpse you know we were talking about it earlier that we every year we go through the same thing 
if it's not Easter, it's Christmas. Christmas, Jesus, he's in the manger. Oh, what a beautiful baby. And then we, we come to, to Easter, the resurrection, and we see Jesus on the cross. And we like, oh, okay, he's on the cross. Great. Let's move on. Let's get to Monday. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think for um, for some, not all, there are many who, you know, last week was Palm Sunday, right? It was, you know, Hosanna in the highest. And that, that period from the time Jesus entered Jerusalem until they hung him on the cross, that part of the journey, we kind of look over it. And we skip right from Hosanna in the highest. Oh, they captured Jesus. Oh, he's risen. We miss all of the the in-between, the, the significance of what he did. And now, and then we, we talk about the resurrection. But do we really believe that he's resurrected? Because we, you know, many... live like Jesus is, is dead, that we don't serve a living God. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, there's definitely a, a correlation, you know, cause Mary was looking for a corpse and we get stuck on Jesus. He died. He was buried. And what he did in that in-between time before he rose, you know, yeah, we I think sometimes we miss it. You know, I, I believe that this, this narrative, it invites us to stand right where Mary and the disciples are standing, trembling, trembling. And, and Jesus is inviting us to see him today. You know, um, they didn't hear Jesus call their names. Seems like we have the same problem today. We are invited to, we, they weren't invited to touch his wounds. Um, like Mary, she wanted to, to hang on to Jesus and, and keep him right where he was and forgot uh, that his purpose was already completed and he had to send, ascend to the Father in order to, to be glorified. And Glorification is that he presented, Jesus presented himself to God the Father as the ultimate sacrifice. And, and that's where it says in the text that God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And you read in the, the epistles that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, the, this narrative uh, is left for us to complete. What do we do now that Jesus has resurrected? Right. Um, in Jesus, in the resurrection, there's victory. There's hope. And... If you talk to to people, um, that's not the sense that you get, right? Um, 
If we're victorious in, in Jesus, if Jesus went to the cross to, <clears throat> and he bore all of our, our sins, the things that we hold on to that keeps us from living a life and being a people that God has created us to be should come easier. But we get stuck on the old person, right? Before um, we decided to follow Christ. We leave Jesus on the cross and forget that he died, but he was resurrected. Right. How, you know, how, can, how can we say we're, we're victorious um, in, in Jesus, but we keep living the life like he's still on the cross? And, you know, in speaking of that, the, the cross was very, the cross was a very traumatic event that happened and it it says it speaks volumes to us today that for so many we don't want to deal with the trauma we don't want to we are always inundated by the injustices that are happening around us and you know i i get it i understand where you know mary was coming from it was that you know jesus <clears throat> excuse me he's our hope He's our hope. And I want to hold on to him. I want to cling to him um, because, you know, there were good times when Jesus was here on earth. But he is inviting us to go beyond, also to deal with the reality that, yes, he died. Yes, he was buried. And this is the, the part that we have to work on. He is alive. Indeed. Um, and, you know, that's, that is a hard concept. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a difficult um, to wrap our minds around it because as human beings, we, try, we want everything to be logical. It has to make logical sense to us that he went to the cross, he was beaten, he died and he rose again. Logically, it doesn't make sense. And I think in, in our in us trying to be logical and try to make sense out of everything, we we missed we we miss the point that Jesus is not dead. He's alive and he is at the right hand, sitting at the right hand of the father. That once he did what he did for us, we can go free and boldly to the throne of grace. You can pray for yourself. You can pray for others. You know, again, you don't have to go and, 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 and split a dove and um, no other animal, right? Jesus did that. When, when he went to the cross and he rose again, we can now go on our own behalf 
and make our requests known to God. We can have those conversations. Not a certain a particular time of the year. Every day, we have the opportunity to encounter Jesus every day in reading, prayer. Every day we have the opportunity to meet Jesus. Right. And what is uh, interesting about this is this, you know, there was Mary, there was Peter, and there was the beloved disciple. And each of them had a different perspective of the resurrection. In that Mary, she was there, if you read some of the other Gospels, with the other women. But according to John, it was Mary. <clears throat> and then um, there was Peter and the beloved disciple. When she went and told them they have taken the Lord away, um, they came back running. And the beloved disciple outran Peter. So there will be some that you could be like Peter. You come and see. You look. You don't see you know, the corpse. Um, but Jesus is still inviting us to believe. Or you can be like the beloved disciple. He came, he outran Peter, he looked. And then there was Mary um, during this time, weeping bitterly, uh, weeping to to the point that her, her tears um, um, clouded her vision. Um, and then when... When she looked, what I find amazing about this text is that when she looked into the tomb, she was the one who saw the angels. And what is very interesting about this is that um, if you go back into the Old Testament, that the doorkeeper had a, a great responsibility of who entered the temple. And you had to come into the temple the right way. And if you didn't come into the temple the right way, there was the point that you defiled the entire temple. So these two angels coming to, to appearing before Mary, one at the head and one at the feet, uh, representing that, you know, <clears throat> and saying to her, you know, woman, dear woman, who were you looking for? Then she's still in her tears. You know, it. what I'm trying to point out is I'm not demeaning anybody's experience of Jesus Christ. But you have to be, there are witnesses and there are effective witnesses for Jesus Christ. You know, anybody can say that they're a Christian. But an effective witness um, has, has seen, has experienced for themselves. They have accepted Christ's invitation. You know, it's not a coercion. Um, but they, they, their, their testimony gives life and evidence to their Christianity. And then when you go and tell somebody else, you know, well, look at what the Lord has done for me. You know, it gives, it's powerful. It's powerful. And for Mary to have uh, experienced what she has. Hello, my dear friend. God bless you. Thank you. For Mary to have experienced what she did. Jesus was the one to tell her, go back and tell the disciples. Because she, her experience, she had a powerful experience of, of the resurrected Lord. She was the one, she looked in the, the, 
the tomb. She saw the two angels. She turned around. She thought that she saw a gardener. But uh, when she heard his voice, then there was the distinction. Oh, my goodness. This is my savior. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the scripture says when disciple um, whom he loved, when he saw, he believed, and then he went home. Right. Right. I mean, what there is are, this? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go what ahead. does that say to us? Have we ever felt lacking a, a, a lack of direction in our life? And if so, what has caused us to feel that way? Have we ever felt a lack of direction in our life? And if so, what has caused us to feel that way? We would love to hear your comments at this time. Feel free to, to share with us. If you ever felt a lack of direction in your life, what has caused you to feel that way? Many times, I mean, I have to say it comes down to, to trust because sometimes uh, leaning on my own understanding of how I think things should be, right? Yeah, disobedience. Um, there's, you know, there's many different things. Please, you know, share, share. Share your comments. Um, yeah, if you've ever felt a lack of direction in your life, what has caused you to feel that way? We would like to hear your, your comments at this time. <clears throat> feel free to share with us. Yes, it. Uh, you know, it's all about, like we were going back to the beginning, you know, between his birth and his resurrection, what is our experience because listen you know later on when jesus uh was appearing to the disciples thomas it took him a couple weeks to see our lord he heard about jesus he's alive he's alive yes we've seen him thomas is like no he's not <laughs> i saw for myself my perception was i saw for myself and until i can put my fingers in his hands because I saw him nailed to the cross, then I don't believe that Jesus is alive. Yes, when I'm in the way, not feeling Jesus Christ's way, I feel void until I repent. Amen. Amen. Yeah, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. We we want we want to make it tangible. We have to see it, we gotta feel it. It has to make sense in our brain. And if it doesn't, and in, in doing that, we are missing out. We're missing out on, on the, the blessings that God has for us. This, this victory that we have in Jesus, you can't, we can't accept it because we're trying to make it make sense. Right. Um, and that's where the difference. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he didn't condemn, but he he. The Old Testament concealed Jesus. The New Testament is a revelation of Jesus Christ. That means Jesus, he died, he was buried, he rose again. We can, Jesus is inviting us to have the same experience when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. We die to ourselves, 
our sins have been buried on Calvary's cross. We we are we now have the privilege of living a resurrected life in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is inviting us just like Mary. Okay, yes, the 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 trauma of the cross. Yes, it affects us deeply. And maybe that is just something we need to to ponder on, you know, as we go into a post holy week. Think about, you know, John 3:16, God loving us so much that he gave his only begotten son. What does that mean to you? How does that resonate with you to know that God gave up everything because he loved you so much? Because his passion for you was just goes beyond our understanding. It goes beyond our comprehension. You know, what what does that mean to you? Right that you can live a resurrected life. How do you do that? With the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised that he would go to the Father and that we have an advocate here to help us in our our daily life. Yes. Amen. I know that he's really real. He's done so much for me in the things and the situations that don't make sense. He is the one that make it make sense. Because to... People, it's impossible, but God, amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Thank God for thank you for sharing that. That I appreciate that, Maisie. <clears throat> Anybody else? You out there, come on, talk to us today. How about you? Uh, have you received Jesus as your your savior? Tell us about your experience, you know. Um, when you accepted his invitation, do you remember the day? Do you remember the time? Do you remember the year? Do you remember what time of day it was? Do you remember where you were? Share with us. We we would love to hear about your experience. That's what Jesus is inviting us today to do. Tell your story. Go and tell your story to others. Share that you yourself experienced the risen Savior. You know, you may be you may have been at the end of your rope, at the end of of life you was about to give up but there was Jesus bam he came and he intervened in in a miraculous way you know he helped you get through from your yesterday into today Remontaine what about you you rem- do you remember when uh you accepted Christ's invitation into your life I do I was 10 I was 10 years old and I was going through some some things um and it was a it was a bad time in my life and i just remember praying asking god for help every day every day and one day i just it was just clear you know i'm i'm with you you're not alone in this hang on to me you're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And um, ever since then, you know, that's so over 40 years, 45 years of, uh, you know, not always getting it right, but knowing that um, God forgave me, God forgives me. Um, for the things I've, I've done, the things I've said, 
intentionally or unintentionally and that um yeah through through christ like Maisie said all things are possible through christ what about you yeah i remember <clears throat> excuse me i remember um it was on a sunday went to church you know usually when the preacher was up there i was nine years old and when he was up there i'm like tuned him out but on this particular day very clear to me and the, the altar call uh, <clears throat> and um i didn't go and um on the way home i kept saying lord since i get home bam accept you as my savior and i did and by the time we got home i remember kneeling down beside my bed it was like evening time in november it was a sunday november <laughs> and i asked christ into my life and Ever since then, you're right. Haven't haven't gotten it 100%, but I thank God that uh, uh, I'm not where I used to be. Amen. He's made a difference. He's making a difference. He's making a difference. He's making a difference. Yep. He wants to make a difference in somebody's life today. Yep. He wants to make a difference. He wants to make a difference. That's that's all. You know, for some of you that are out there, it may seem dark. And we're about to have communion in just a few short moments. But we want you to know that Jesus loves you. And you might say, boy, they're a bunch of fanatics and whatnot. Great. I'm I'm glad. Thank you. That <laughs> you think of me that way. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just so, so thankful uh, for, for the difference that he's made. Yes, not that I obtained, but I keep pressing on towards the mark. And I thank God for a spirit of conviction. It knocks me off my feet, but brings me to the throne of his grace. The disobedience in me brings the, the void, but the blood of Jesus closes the gap. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Thank you for sharing your story. Anybody else out there that want to share your story, we gladly receive it on today. We just give God thanks for you. You can always... Um, send us uh, your testimonies, uh, words of encouragement to um, 716-EMUMC.org, 716-EMUMC.org. We will be honored to, to pray with you, <clears throat> excuse me, at 716-EMUMC.org backslash prayer hyphen requests. Also, you can make a difference. We thank God for each and every one of you that give with your ongoing faithful support to paypal.me backslash 716EMUMC. We continue to help people make a difference to make a difference by taking their next step towards Christ. And we are just so thankful that we can bless the people of God and for the bring hope to so many through our social media, through our podcast. We just thank God that um, you're hearing us and you are being encouraged by what you are hearing. And also don't forget, you can go to our website, 716-EMUMC. And we also help people through our EM 10% initiative. 